0: Patriots, this is Living with Liberty, your source for common sense and truth. Bringing you insight from outside the mainstream, I am your host, Ryan. Today we talk about the release of the January 6th Capitol surveillance footage and declining college enrollments. Next, on Living with Liberty. is the uniparty afraid of? What are they trying to hide? The response of permanent Washington to the release of the uncut footage from the Capitol on the uh, January or during the January 6th riot really should raise suspicions of just how much our government and its Republicans and Democrats alike, as well as the news media, lie to us. Now, I'll say this before we dive in. I've been pleasantly surprised by Kevin McCarthy thus far as Speaker of the House. I had chalked him up as another swamp creature. I think the House Freedom Caucus viewed him as much as the same. Um, But he was the one that released the footage. First to Tucker Carlson, and now uh, he's wanting to release it just to the general public. I never would have expected him to be the one— authorizing the release of the video surveillance from January 6th on his own accord. I figured it would have taken a lot of pressure from the Freedom Wing of the Republican Party to get him to release the footage. I figured it would have taken a lot of pressure from conservative media to get him to release the footage. But really, as unless I'm missing something, there hasn't been much pressure on him to release it. He kind of just did it and said... Here, here's the footage. These Here, Tucker, here's the footage. These people that are being held, basically political prisoners, have a right to use this footage in the formulation of their defense. So uh, kudos to him. I've been pleasantly surprised thus far with Kevin McCarthy. Now, could that change? Sure. They <laughs> Right. You know, he, he ticks off the box as he's done. He goes back to being a swamp creature. But thus far... And maybe that that whole speaker voting uh, uh, debacle, if you want to call it that, I don't know if a debacle is the right word. The whole the whole uh, process it took way longer than it has been than it had in hundred years, right? Maybe that's changed him. Maybe that's snapped him out of it a bit to say, yeah, we need to change some things here. We need to do things differently in Washington. We need transparency and accountability. And and so maybe he's changed. Maybe he's broken from the swamp and turned over a new leaf. I guess ultimately time will tell, but thus far I've been pleasantly surprised with with, uh, Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Now you think about the the reactions from media, from uh, elected officials, from maybe some of your friends, who knows. Democrats, of course, wanted to censor this footage from getting out, with Chuck Schumer calling on Fox to not let Tucker Carlson air the second day of coverage. But Swamp Republicans were equally as eager to have the footage censored to not have it get out, with Mitch McConnell telling reporters it was a mistake for Fox News to allow Carlson to air the footage. What are you trying to hide, Mitch McConnell? Now, I thought Republicans were all for uh, freedom and liberty and transparency. Mitch McConnell apparently isn't. Are you trying to cover for the fact, Mitch McConnell, that this footage totally kills the narrative of a violent insurrection? And that means that you and your swamp buddies have lost the vehicle to try and continue to damage Donald Trump and prevent him from running for president again. Is that what you're trying to do, Mitch McConnell? Trying to preserve the narrative because we know Mitch McConnell has been on the side of insurrection. He hasn't called it out as well. No, this isn't a, in. This ha- wasn't an insurrection. He hasn't called that out. He's been on the the basically the losing side of the. He's basically a Democrat. Let's put it that way. Mitch McConnell is basically a Democrat. Yeah, he did some nice things in terms of judicial, uh, uh, Supreme Court justice nominees and getting those through. But when it comes to some of this other stuff that impacts our freedom and liberty, he's a Democrat. He sides with them. Why wouldn't you want the footage released, Mitch, Mitch McConnell? Well, we know why. Because Mitch McConnell really doesn't like Trump. He tolerated him. But he butted heads with him more often than not. Republicans are the party that is supposedly here to stand up for the Constitution. Yet here's Mitch McConnell basically advocating for censorship of what we the people are able to view and hear. Mitch McConnell's advocating for the censorship of the media by saying Fox News shouldn't air this. He's no better than Chuck Schumer at this point. McConnell probably would have been on that January 6th sham committee if he could have been. Right, It was a House committee, so yeah, there was no room for senators on it, but if, if Mitch McConnell could have been on that committee, he would have been on that committee. He, As I mentioned before, he's not come out against the official narrative surrounding the events of that day, and he basically wants to perpetuate it by saying Fox News shouldn't, air, shouldn't have aired the, the footage and shouldn't air any more of the footage. McConnell says his concern is how Tucker depicted the day. So what does that let, let's read between the lines on that one. What does that mean? It means Mitch McConnell thinks it was an insurrection. That's what it that's what it means. Was there a riot outside the Capitol? Yes. It would be disingenuous to not acknowledge that fact that there were uh, that was a, th- that there was a riotous crowd outside of the Capitol that day in certain pockets. It wasn't everybody, not by a long shot. But in certain pockets, there was a riotous crowd partaking in riotous actions, and it was a very small portion of the crowd. But by and large, that activity was limited to the outside of the Capitol, which is key here and which is what the video uh, portrays because it's the surveillance video of the inside of the Capitol and what went on inside. So the riotous activity was contained to the outside and yes, there were broken windows or busted doors getting into the Capitol, right? We've seen that footage. And that's the footage that the media, that the swamp wants you to see, wanted you to see, and that they approved to be aired on television and put in news clips and whatever else. But it was a small portion of the crowd there that day. By and large, like I said, that's that was limited to the outside of the Capitol and is confirmable by all accounts of the video we've seen. If anybody's saying there wasn't a riot, that there wasn't some sort of, uh, I guess you you, you could call it stuff was broken. You could call it violent activity, sure, because things were getting broken, right? So that's the definition, you know, of of maybe some violent activity. It wasn't, you know, uh, let's put it this way: it was a mostly peaceful protest by the standards put forth by the left. Right? I don't advocate for it, so don't anybody go say, oh, Ryan advocates for breaking windows and breaking into the Capitol. No, I don't. But if, if, if we're going to use euphemisms here, compared to what we saw in 2020 and what we continue to see today, that was a peaceful protest. I don't condone the, the actions, though, of busting into the Capitol. Let's be clear on that. And you can't deny that it happened. we have video evidence, all right. So if anybody's denying that there was a at least a riot there, a riot, then they're not being they're they're being intellectually dishonest. It was a riot. Now, even when the sham committee and the media sycophants tried to depict it as a violent insurrection, right? as as they went through this process, the committee, the news media, everybody else, they only showed, or I should say the majority of the video they showed was from the outside. The crowd pushing the fence over, the windows outside the Capitol getting broken, the doors being broken in. into. They never showed any video footage from the inside of the Capitol. I, I take that back. They did show some video footage from inside, people milling about. But what didn't you see in that video? You didn't see anything inside the Capitol getting trashed. Nobody was breaking things inside the Capitol once they were inside. Now, even in the videos that the narrative writers allowed us to see, people were well-behaved, I dare I say, as if they were on a tour of the Capitol. Now, yes, I know there were allegations of Nancy Pelosi's laptop being stolen, and it's still, I think, to this day, I couldn't find anything on whether it was recovered or if it was even her laptop, because there were reports that it was actually a common laptop that really didn't have anything on it. So, so who knows? It, at this point, Nancy Pelosi, as far as I'm concerned, her laptop is part of the narrative that somebody got a hold of Nancy Pelosi's laptop that it, during this insurrection and now has all these state secrets or whatever was on it. Who knows? It was probably, uh, you know, a bunch of saved websites to wine delivery service, who knows? So I'm not saying, you know, with that, that there weren't shenanigans that went on inside the Capitol. There clearly were, right? There there was a, whatever the laptop contents were, there was a laptop that was allegedly stolen, right? There were, there might've been some other things, you know, people having stuff moved on their desk, who knows? But coming out of that, the only major Story Once people were inside the Capitol, the only major story of anything being stolen or destroyed by protesters in the Capitol was Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Everything else was people peacefully milling about the Capitol, touring the Senate chambers, right? Again, I'm not saying that this was right because everybody that entered the Capitol that day was in the wrong. It was the day we were uh, verifying Electoral College counts. Right, so that means the Capitol is closed. It was off limits. These people should probably at most have trespassing charges unless they were breaking, you know, breaking the windows and breaking the doors down. Right, which at that point you're on video, so you get the people on video, but who knows how many else were helping. But that was the only thing. It was the laptop. That was it. Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Otherwise, did we hear anything about, you know, the Senate chambers getting trashed? No. What about the House chambers? No. Uh, representatives offices, which I think are in a different wing anyway. I don't know. You tried to get AOC, tried to uh, say that they were marching down there, but that's a whole other wing. And I don't think with the security measures that were in place, people got that far. Maybe they did. I don't, I don't know that that whole story is murky and I think has been debunked already many times over. So I'm not going to go into it here, but what did we see we didn't see riotous activity inside the capitol we saw people being respectful as if they were touring their house which it is our house it is the house of the the Capitol is our house and what else did the footage show well that other footage that was on tucker's show depicted what looked like a tour of the capitol led by the capitol police How else can we put it? It it was like a guided tour. Like you go to the Capitol and you've got the old, you know, retired person there. That's the docent that takes you around on a tour of the Capitol. That's what the Capitol Police look like. The most telling footage is the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. And that footage showed him being escorted by Capitol uh, Capitol Police through a group of officers who parted like he was Moses, like Chansley was Moses, walking through the Red Sea, and where were they? Where were they escorting him to? Where was it to a holding cell? Was it to a a uh, squad car outside? No, they were leading him into the chambers of the uh, Senate, I believe it was, where he said a prayer. Does that sound like a violent insurrectionist to you? At any time, Capitol Police could have handcuffed. Jacob Chansley, and numerous others that they ran into and were leading around the Capitol and opening doors for, etc., and they could have led them out, but Capitol Police didn't. On the other foot here, the protesters at the Capitol could have overwhelmed the Capitol Police force and totally trashed the place, right? But they didn't because the intention wasn't to put on a violent protest. Yes, some I get it. I have to say it again. You always do. I get it. It was it, it, it was a riot. It was a violent protest. It wasn't the intention, though. It was a few bad actors, just like everybody else. Every other protest you see, there's always a few bad actors there, right? And I'd I'd argue that some of these bad actors were probably instigated. They had no intention of, of breaking into the Capitol, but were instigated and egged on, and they let their emotions get the better of them. The intention wasn't an insurrection. How many armed, uh, okay, let's think about the crowd that was there for, for a minute, right? Trump supporters, conservatives. What are conservatives big on? Second Amendment. How many weapons were recovered from people that day? How many guns? I haven't heard of one. I haven't heard of one gun charge come out of this. I'm pretty sure you can't walk in unless, uh, if you're not Capitol Police or some sort of law enforcement agency, you can't just walk into the Capitol with a gun. So, uh, that that debunks another part of the violent insurrection. If you're going to put on an insurrection, I'm thinking you're probably going to march in there with guns. So that tells me the intention wasn't an in insurrection. The footage provided to Tucker Carlson shows the other side of the story, and the swamp hates it. That's what they're afraid of. They are afraid of it. They are afraid that they're, they, well, now it's all in the open, so now they're afraid of the blowback, I guess, but they were afraid all along of how this was going to erode their power because we're gonna. we, we saw they lied to us yet again. And they continue to lie. They've lied to us for two years plus now. So they hate that this footage got out. They they have to try and and discredit it somehow, and they can't. None of them are de, are denying that this is actual footage from the Capitol. They're trying to discredit it in other ways. They hate that. They they need to try and and put a lid on this somehow because this erodes their power. It erodes people's, if anybody, there, I'm sure there's some out there, if anybody believes in these politicians anymore, that's gone. If you didn't think these these jokers were lying to you already, now what do you think after seeing this footage? They They lie all the time. They hate it because it sows the seeds of doubt into anything they say. They can't order us around anymore. We're just going to say why well, you're lying. Forget it. I'm not going to listen to you. Which we should. They work for us. Now, on the comical side of things here is the response some Democrats have had to the footage. Now, apparently Eric Swalwell is very concerned with how this footage would jeopardize uh, jeopardize security at the Capitol. He had this to say. McCarthy just gave the proudest boy of all a blueprint for the Capitol Who knows where that will land for the next insurrection? So see here, do you see what they're doing here? One, before I I get into the rest of this here. Do you see the the language here? Sidebar here. on The the next insurrection. So Eric Swalwell is going to try and keep pushing this as an insurrection. Say, oh, the next one. Like there's a next one that's going to come. Right? So did you notice that there? That, oh, you know, we're going to put this footage out there and then, you know we've got all the the uh, the uh, blueprints basically out there for the for the next group that wants to of tourists that wants to wander into the capital for an insurrection. So here's the other fun. Here's the funny part about this: Chinese spies sleeping in your bed. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. Don't don't pay attention to that. But releasing video evidence that refutes a years-long narrative that's bad. That jeopardizes security. It makes Eric Swalwell sad. Swalwell wasn't concerned about security during the bang bang fang fang years, but now he's worried about security at the Capitol because the footage was uh, basically of people wandering around the Capitol on tour. So, what, what kind of what kind of uh, of uh, security threat is that? And you look at at the footage, right? What? You have, how are you going to piece it together? It's not even, it's footage of common areas people can go. So what security is jeopardized there? So that's, that's our first Democrat comic here. The next comic is Benny Thompson, who admitted that the committee didn't review all the footage, also known as cherry-picking what fit the January 6th circus sideshow's narrative, had this to say. McCarthy owes the American people an explanation of why he has done so and what steps he has taken to address the significant security concerns at stake. So, old Ben Ben here is going to comment on something he admitted to not even reviewing in the first place. So, he didn't, how are you going to comment on something you don't even, you, you admit you didn't even view, you didn't even consider that footage as part of the, the, the sham committee you ran? And, and here's, the, here's the kicker on all this. So these these clowns are saying it jeopardizes security, but but that footage that was aired on Tucker Carlson's show was reviewed by a security team in conjunction with with Tucker's producers. So there was a security uh, a, a security measure that this footage had to go through before it was even released to be put on Carlson's show. If there was anything in the footage that was of a security concern, it would not have made it onto Tucker's show, period. This is going to be the next narrative they will try to push anyway, though. That this, that this footage somehow compromises security at the Capitol. That McCarthy uh, blasting this out, you know, to, to making it available to the public, to uh, those that are being held in the D.C. Gulag, that, that this footage somehow compromises the security at the Capitol. Any footage that's released here on out, any footage that was released, any footage that will be released is going to be reviewed by the Capitol security team before being given to the public. McCarthy's already said that. They're they're already going through that process. No, Kevin McCarthy said that this tape, before I release it to the general public, all of it, has to be reviewed by the security team. So this is going to be another dead-end narrative for the swamp, this whole idea of jeopardizing security. Now, moving on to the more maddening piece of this whole clown show, Uh, we have Merrick Garland attempting to perpetuate a dying narrative, just outright lying, right? We've got our top law enforcement official, and all he does is lie. Lie, 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 all the time. I don't think the guy says anything truthful. So Merrick Garland had this to say. He said this, So I don't want to comment on any particular reports. I think all Americans saw what happened on January 6th, and most of us saw it as it was happening. It was a violent attack on the fundamental tenet of democracy. That power is peacefully transferred from one administration to another. Over 100 officers were assaulted on that day, He added, Five officers died. We have charged more than a 1,000 people with their crimes on that day, and more than 500 have already been convicted. I think it's very clear what happened on January 6th. Now, he didn't want to comment, but Garland commented anyway, calling it a violent attack. And notice the change in wording here. Now, it, it, it's, not a fun, it's an attack on the fundamental tenet of American democracy, so we've gone from an attack on just a straight out attack on democracy, right? We're just, this whole thing was an attack on democracy at large, macro level democracy or everything. It was just an attack on everything about our country, our democracy. So it's gone from that to an attack on a tenant of democracy. And that's the the transfer of power, the peaceful transfer of power, right? So which is it? Did, was it an attack on macro level democracy? Was it an attack on peaceful transfer of power? I say it was neither. It was a protest that got out of hand. A riot turned into a riot, but hardly an attack. It's hardly even an attack on our democracy. That that is just that's just an outright gaslighting, is what that is. It's none none of that. None of that. From day one, it hasn't been an attack on our democracy. Nobody tried to overthrow the government. And nobody really tried to overthrow a tenant of democracy and the the peaceful transfer of power. We saw the footage. Once people got inside, they were peaceful. They were orderly. They were respectful. Then Garland throws in how five officers died, implying that they died that day. Another lie. This has been debunked many times over. Now, Officer Brian Sicknick was shown in the tape that uh Tucker aired walking around after he was supposedly killed with the fire extinguisher. So, unless you know Jesus came down and revived Brian Sicknick after his his incident with the fire extinguisher, he wasn't killed by a fire extinguisher. What actually happened is he died from a stroke a day or two later, died of natural causes, which is confirmed by a medical examiner. And that, that was a day or two after the, the Capitol incident that he died. He didn't even die that day. He didn't even stroke out that day. And then there were several officers, because they said five, right? So I assume Sicknick's one, at least four others. So that there were four, uh, several other officers that uh, committed suicide in the days after January 6th. No officers died that day. No officers were killed that day. You can feel the desperation on the part of the swamp creatures trying to keep this narrative going, trying to keep the lies, trying to continue to gaslight you into believing what they're selling. And nobody's buying it anymore. So we think about all this. We think about the narrative. We think about what they're trying to tell us about January 6th and how it was an attack on democracy and And the worst day since the Civil War, uh, according to Biden anyway, so more hyperbole, right? The the biggest insurrection since the Civil War, however he put it, he probably doesn't even know. And I don't care enough to know what he said to look it up at this point, word for word. It's to that effect. There was Civil War in there, and it was the worst uh, worst attack on democracy since the Civil War there. I think I just came up with it off the top of my head. Sometimes my memory is pretty good. Anyway. So what's all the consternation around the release of this footage really about? Well, one, it totally destroys whatever's left of the violent insurrection narrative. But there's more. A lot of, you know, you can point to it. it, They can't really use it to damage Trump anymore because the violent insurrection narrative died. We've, I, I think all the yelling heads go through, have gone through that. Uh, that that piece of it, because that's really what it is. Everything in in DC is political. So how can we how can we kill you know Trump's chances at running again? Uh, violent insurrection while well, this tape now kills that narrative. But I think there's another play here. There's there's more to this than just killing Trump's uh, bid for presidency again. I think it shows this, and it shows that our government uh, it shows that the government our government which should value freedom and liberty is no better than a police state, dictatorship and that they are holding people still for no reason other than they are political prisoners. So that's part 1 here. Right it says we have these people, we've ha- we've got people in DC gulags that have been there for 2 years have not been given their constitutional right to a, a speedy trial. They they haven't been charged. Right, So it shows that we truly live in a police state. That's what this shows. It shows that there's really no reason for us to be holding those people in jail, on, and they should be charged with trespassing and move on. Garland said it himself. I don't, don't take my word for it. Garland said it himself that they're looking for political prisoners. He said they charge more than 1,000 people with crimes that day, by the way, none of them are insurrection. Nobody's been charged with insurrection, and that there's more than five hundred that have been convicted. How many of those were? Uh, how many of those trials happened outside of D.C.? I wonder. None. So they didn't even give these people a, a, a chance to move venue, right? So they did everything in D.C. contained it in D.C. It don't matter it doesn't matter where you were from, you had to go to DC to stand trial. Why did they do that? Because they knew they were going to get all these convictions. It's this is guilty until proven innocent. Nobody was going to be proven innocent in this, in whatever crime they cooked up. Unless it was egregiously overcharged. Which is why they didn't charge anybody with insurrection, because that would be a gross overstatement of of a, a, a person's crime. Like I said, most of these people should have trespassing charges and, and be moved on their way. Ones that broke stuff, you know, broke the windows, busted the doors, whatever in the Capitol should be charged with a little higher misdemeanor probably for damage to property. Who knows it's a federal building, So it'd probably be a felony, but whatever it's, it's still not, uh, it's still not an insurrection. It's still, uh, no reason that people should be held in, in, DC jails two years after the fact. This video evidence puts further convictions in serious jeopardy. That's the other play here, because notice that there's been a thousand people charged. They've charged a thousand people. Five hundred have been convicted. That means there's five hundred others there awaiting trial. So they can't keep uh, they can't keep their political prisoners locked up anymore because this video evidence puts those convictions of whatever they're charged with, anything above trespassing, in serious jeopardy. And this video could potentially be a gateway to getting some of the convictions already in place overturned so that you could go back and appeal it on the basis of this new evidence, evidence that should have been provided to uh, to the people arrested in the first place. The government was hiding evidence. They gave them they they showed the videos they wanted to show and that was it. They knew they had all this evidence of probably some of those people standing trial peacefully inside the Capitol. They don't have them, uh, you know, on video breaking things or whatever. They have them peacefully walking through the Capitol. So this video evidence could further uh, could be a gateway to getting some of those convictions overturned or reopening those cases at the very least with new evidence being presented. This presents a real problem for the Marxists running our bureaucracy. If they can't get any more convictions, and if we have convictions being overturned because of this new evidence, then that puts a real damper on their ability to further the police state. It further puts a damper on their ability to intimidate us through the justice system. That is why you have the calls for censorship. That is why you have the calls for how detrimental this release of the footage is to the security of the Capitol. That's why you have them scrambling to try and and put some sort of spin on this to make it go away, to make it seem like, well, this is just Tucker Carlson was lying. This is all lies. He shouldn't have painted it in that light. What light is it supposed to be painted in? The picture's worth a thousand words here. I can see that it's not a violent insurrection. I can see that that these people were peaceful and respectful. The release of the footage erodes the power of the political class who have perpetuated this joke of an insurrection narrative for two plus years now. This threat to power is why we see the lashing out from both parties at McCarthy, at Tucker Carlson for for releasing and airing the footage. That's it. It's a threat to their power. It's a threat to them keeping Donald Trump from running for president again. That is why we see this. It's a threat to the the Marxist. Uh, ability to use the justice system to intimidate the people to get uh, to get into getting them to go along with the program that the communists want to Im- implement here. That's what the threat. That's the threat. This tape uh, being released is to these people. This is all about political power, and this tape shows that these people have been lying, and it erodes their power, and it erodes any trust anybody has left in them. All right, finishing up for today, more and more American students are skipping college. And, of course, this has started the hand-wringing and gnashing of teeth from the indoctrinators. Now, this uh, next, uh, I'll read a quote here. It's from an AP piece titled, Jaded with Education, More Americans Are Skipping College by Colin Brinkley. He writes this, What first looked like a pandemic blip has turned into a crisis. Nationwide, undergraduate college college enrollment dropped 8% from 2019 to 2022, with declines even after returning to in-person classes. And this is according to data from the National Student Clearinghouse. The slide in the college-going rate since 2018 is the steepest on record, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Holy crap, Batman, we do have a crisis here. How can ideologues posing as college professors indoctrinate kids if they aren't going to the indoctrination facilities that are posing as post-secondary educational institutions? How can we brainwash them? Why would, they, why would these students, why are they ch- choosing paths like tech school and apprenticeships in the trades where they can do things like, oh, you know, make a decent living wage with low to no outstanding debt? No being told how to think? How will they ever be happy if they are doing meaningful in-demand work instead of bitching and whining about how they paid $100,000 for a degree in ant-spider intersectionality studies that has no redeemable value? And they end up protesting about how they should be paid 15 bucks an hour for flipping burgers. How can how can anybody be happy not doing that stuff? Now, it wasn't expected. I say that all tongue-in-cheek, but you know that's how these people think. It was expected that enrollments would bounce back after the pandemic as in class, uh, in-person class, in classes started again, but they haven't. Students have figured out that they can be like Daniel Moody, a 19-year-old who was recruited to run uh, plumbing for the new Ford plant near Jackson, Tennessee after graduating from a Memphis high school in 2021. Daniel Moody now is earning $24 an hour running plumbing uh, I, what two years and to look two years after graduating high school, he's making 24 bucks an hour. And Daniel Moody is glad he's passed on college. So he got an apprenticeship. right he got paid to learn how to do something. These students are figuring out they can go to trade schools or start an apprenticeship that pays them a decent living wage. While learning a skilled trade and learning something quite honestly that's in demand—welding, pipe fitting, running plumbing, HVAC—you name it, mechanic, whatever—the the, kids are going to uh, to these apprenticeships, to trade schools, and learning this stuff, leaving them with either earning because an apprenticeship you get paid for that, you do not have to pay into the apprenticeship program or to a tech school, where it's infinitely cheaper to get an education, a two-year degree in a technical field. Right or a skilled trade. So more importantly, students are going this route. They're going this route instead of spinning their wheels and racking up debt in college. And what they're learning is that uh, an independent. They're learning an in-demand skill that will allow them to support themselves and their potential families in the future, and not have to protest because they're flipping burgers for ten fifty an hour. And they should be getting fifteen bucks an hour to flip a burger. They're actually doing something with their life. Right, they're they're actually out there being productive in society I'm not saying the burger flippers aren't but what's more skilled what's worth more pay someone flipping a burger or someone that can come out to your house fix your air conditioning your heating you know install a toilet rerun your plumbing what what's more what's more valuable to society right just saying students are going this route are honestly they're learning more than they ever would in college anyway they're learning a skill. So not only are they learning that skill, they're learning how to deal with people. They're learning customer service skills. They're learning people skills because you think about that 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 service tech that comes up to your house to fill uh, to fix your furnace. He's got to interact with you. Or she could be a she too. I'm sure some some of the ladies are going into fields like that as well, which is awesome. They come up to your house and they got to learn how to interact with you. So they're learning how to deal with people. They're learning things like, uh, cash flow, right? Because a lot of these, uh, a number—not a lot, but a number of—you of, uh, know—people that go through the apprenticeships and through the trades of, you know, might start their own business one day. But they start to learn, you know, the the cash flow aspect of things. They're learning the satisfaction that comes in from putting in a honest day's work and actually accomplishing something. You know, not just you know going out and protesting for that day and then going back to mom and dad's basement for a hot pocket. They actually can buy their own food, like good food, not just Hot Pockets. Now, this all causes major concern for the Marxists because these people that go through the trades can think for themselves, right? They think for themselves. They, They didn't go through four years of college and be told what to think by some ideologue college professor. They see the world, they experience the world for themselves. They learn from the world from themselves. For themselves. And the Marxists hate that. People that can think for themselves and actually have family-supporting jobs don't have to rely on daddy government to support them. They're not the ones out there calling for the government to, to give them money to redistribute wealth. They're out there trying to create their own wealth. Yes, in most cases, college graduates do make more over the course of their careers than a high school graduate. That's true. It, it depends, though, on, again, on the degree you're going for, right? And if you go to one of these training programs, I mean, if, if I'm going for basket weaving, am I really going to end up making more than a plumber? No, I'm not. A lot of people that go for art and acting don't make more than a plumber or a pipe fitter or a welder or someone that's, that learns a technical skill that can be applied uh, or, or used in a manufacturing plant like CNC machining, et cetera. So yes, people that go to college in general make more than than those that just have high school and that's it. But not even uh, not everyone needs to go to college nor should they go to college. Everybody doesn't need to go to college. I'd argue now that there's probably 25% of the people in college right now if not more that really shouldn't be in college. There's plenty of opportunity to make a great living in the trades and in a number of cases those in the trades actually do, like I said, make more than those with a college degree. A number of economists want to paint this as a dire situation, but I would disagree with that. They're, we know most of the economists are on the side of the Marxists, right? It's, it's another one of those institutions that's been corrupted by the left economists. They're political, just like everybody else these days. They want to paint this as a dire situation. They're like, oh, well, it's gonna our, our economy is going to tank because of it. I would disagree with that. Because what we'll have is a rebalancing of who should go to college and who should pursue other opportunities after college. And our economy will be better off for it. Before I go, don't forget to tune in live to Rucksack Radio on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central for Laughs and Liberty with Tom and me. You can catch us live on Riverside FM, Rumble, YouTube, or Twitch. We'd love to engage with you all in the chat, so tune in 7 p.m. Central, live, Laughs and Liberty. Friends, that's my show for today. Thank you for tuning in. Please check out my website, livingwithlibertypodcast.com. There you'll find links to my past shows, my original articles, as well as other resources to help arm you with knowledge in fighting off the prevailing narratives of the day. While on my website, shop my store, Living with Liberty Outfitters. Lastly, I'd be so grateful if you shared, subscribed, and left a positive review of the show, should your listening platform allow. Subscribing helps us move up the charts and helps more people find the truth.